Well, hello, 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 listener. Welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast. Pull up a chair. This is where one aloe and one quackpot talk about video games. Video My games! Is... That's right. Calm down there, please. My name is Newman. <laughs> and my name is Yusuf. And as you can tell, Yusuf's a bit excited. I don't know why, but... I had a coffee. Hey, you're... You had a coffee, and he's just about to drink from a mug as we've started this. How are you? You're talking. I'm allowed to have a drink. <laughs> I'm good. Actually, I didn't have a coffee. I had a hot chocolate. I lie. Oh, really? I had a... Um, I just went out and I got my first Christmassy hot chocolate drink from a coffee shop. Ah, very good. What's your uh, coffee shop of choice? Well, there's the only one near to us is Acosta. So I got a um, Terry's Chocolate Orange Hot Chocolate. It was absolutely gorgeous. Mm. I love Acosta. Acosta's probably my favorite. Sold to Coca-Cola, I believe, two years really? ago. Yes, yes. So. Did you know that Costa Coffees are the number one place where people meet up with their uh, mistresses? How? Hold on a minute. How could anyone get that statistic? Are they just interviewing people? Is this your mistress, sir? No, I guess that they they asked people who were cheating on their partners where they would go to meet up with their whoever they're cheating with, and they all and the number one thing was Costa, the coffee place. <laughs> Sounds like a, a fake survey. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I didn't investigate the research too much. That's what I heard anyway. <laughs> okay, fair enough. What T-shirt are you wearing there? Sorry. I'm wearing a t-shirt of um, t-shirt. I, I I changed it because I had a work Zoom meeting yesterday, and I didn't want them to see what t-shirt I'm wearing. It's a load of different animals howling at the moon. It's yeah. twelve different animals, so Very it was like a wolf and stuff that you'd expect. Which was also a crocodile, a <laughs> rabbit, a dinosaur, an ostrich. So. The crocodile is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> There's a shark on the very bottom, good. my favourite, because I think that's great. <laughs> very, very good. Um, so listen, come here, we should tell the listeners what this podcast is about, or should we? Oh, shite, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Go on. Yeah, so yeah, so this is the Press the Action Button podcast, where two nerds talk about video games. Yes. And um, today we're going to talk about, well, we got such good feedback from the non, is linear the right word I'm looking for? Designated? No, I can't think. Just we're not doing a specific video game. So we're doing a theme like we did last time for um, our most relaxing games. Then we did, um, what was the other one we did? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was two weeks ago. I know. Uh, uh, Hidden Gems, Hidden Gems. Oh yeah, that's the one. <laughs> God, it's not a good omen for the rest of this podcast. So this week we're going to do our most challenging games, yes. which uh, is some again some games that we play that we find to be uh, very very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like there's lots of games that I play that are very difficult, but I made sure to choose ones that I either completed or gotten very far in. And all every single one of these games at some stage will make me just look at the screen with this mad stare and go like this. <laughs> so if you're, if you're able to be that frustrated, <laughs> then continue to listen to this podcast and you, you'll find out what, uh, what our favorite uh, challenging games are. I aimed more, and we should say that we don't know each other, so I don't know what's on Newman's list and he doesn't know what's on mine. So it'll be the same uh, format as before. We'll play it, song for it, the other person will guess, and then we'll go into it. Um, and for my one, I didn't go for just straight up this game. It's just like a hard game or whatever. I went for ones that 
because challenge I think sometimes has a bit of a different word to it just being difficult that you know you can do it but there's a certain way of doing something you know what I mean rather than just you just can't take instruction can you you just have to choose a challenge a challenging game but instead you gotta give us this rigmarole about how no i don't think it is challenging but uh, blah, blah, blah. because i didn't want no they aren't challenging the games are challenging because i didn't want to they go, better be i didn't want to go three games one after another and just go yeah yeah real fuck all held and uh, the boss is massive <laughs> <laughs> okay right fair enough well we'll see and I'll complain uh, rigorously if I'm not happy with your choices. I might just delete your ones, actually. I just Gen- do my own podcast. Get in touch with HR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, how are you? Are you all right? What have you been playing? Grand. You know, I find that this podcast is getting a bit repetitive as to what I'm playing because I am still playing Horizon Zero Dawn. been playing nothing else. You know, I get probably maybe 40 minutes a day, you know, after the kids are asleep. Mm-hmm. And before I have to spend time with my wife. Um, have to you know, spend time with my wife. <laughs> I say have to because, you know, you have to maintain your relationship. You have to, you have to put, uh, put good, uh, good seed in the garden. You've got to keep it, you know, you've got to keep it good. Oh, so, not to speak uh, no, I'm, I'm saying that you're saying as if it's a chore you have to take off. Not a chore. I enjoy it thoroughly, darling, if you're listening, which I know you're not because you think these, these podcasts are nerdy and unfunny. So, you know. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So, maybe 40 minutes max if possible. So, that's all I've been playing. And it's such a huge game. And the Frozen Wilds is so huge. But, uh, yeah. I I think I will play God of War next. But um, that's all I've been playing. What about you? So, I've uh, been playing a lot more of Doom and... I've, I'm going to tell you this. I think it's the best first-person shooter I've ever played in my life. Wow, jeez, that's uh, high praise. Now, I'm not a huge first-person shooter kind of uh, fan because um, I'm shite at them. I'm absolutely terrible at them. I have no coordination. I have no aim. I'm so... I know that. I need... Uh, I, I'm better at more of a RPG or a tactical game, a game where I can really grind so I can deal with the difficulty that way or I can pause and think things out. But, yeah, uh, actually, now that we're talking about this, if they just made a video game where you had to catch a ball, that would be one of your challenging games because you still can't do that. I maintain I can now catch a ball. <laughs> I went through puberty at an awkward stage where it all happened at the exact same point. <laughs> so I was unused to the size of my hands. <laughs> well, I think we have to prove that you can catch a ball. Maybe we'll set up a Twitter or something and put up clips of you trying to catch a ball. Yeah. No, you'll <laughs> you'll launch it from like one of those tennis guns. <laughs> No, I'll get a cannon gun from like, you know, Takeshi's castle where they're firing at it on the bridge. Where it makes that sound every time it fires. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Merciless. Anyway, um, go on. But anyway, I, I, the reason I really love this game is because I think it just, it rewards you for just going and taking risks. And it's not a thing of like, oh, you know, you need to avoid getting hit and be quite aiming and cover and stuff. Or maybe you do. Maybe I'm just playing it in a different way, but, but I find it really enjoyable. So... The thing is, you hit a character, you shoot an enemy, and then you run up and then you do a glory kill, uh, which is like you press down like the right trigger, uh, sorry, the right thumbstick, so R3, and then you will do a glory kill, and then you will get health or ammo or whatever from them. So basically, if you keep getting hits, fine, because every time you hit somebody or kill somebody, you get health back or you get whatever back. So it just encourages you just to move around a lot and run around a lot and there's such variety of weapons it's so much fun i absolutely love it yeah it's bethesda is it yeah no is it okay yeah. who did who did wolfenstein that's not bethesda i think that's machine gun games or something oh i don't remember that one 
don't know if it was, but it plays very differently though. Like, I played Wolfenstein uh, to uh, the new Colossus, wasn't it? And I, I'd yeah. say parts of it were good fun, but I didn't, I didn't find it nearly as fun as this. I don't know what it is about, like, because this is silly. This game, like, it, you know, this sorry, this is Doom twenty sixteen. By the way, the 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 first kind of remake they did, not Doom Eternal. Um, right. Because I mean, they give you a chainsaw and stuff. Like, it, the game doesn't take itself seriously. Like, there's a point where you where it starts describing what the storyline is going to be and the guy just like rips a computer out of the wall because he doesn't want to listen to it and okay like it's just it's it's really really good fun so i've very much been enjoying that i'm almost finished that one um which you downloaded and then i can actually delete it because it's 80 gigs on my playstation <laughs> good yeah and i just checked there wolfenstein is bethesda as well now is it right they play very yeah. differently i'd say yeah 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 very differently um so actually speaking of uh video game stuff i do have quite a bit of news if you'd like to get into it yes but before we do that we would like to say thank you to our listeners in saudi arabia um (laughs) we uh we were moving up the uh, top 100 and you don't need to know where we are but we're above ign so as long as we're above ign that's all that matters to me we're Screw you. One of one of IGN's nine podcasts. The yeah, well, it's still their professional outfit, aren't they? We're two guys in our bedrooms and doing this, working full time jobs in our spare time. So anyway, um, yeah. So thank you very much to people of Saudi Arabia. I have absolutely yeah. no idea how you've heard about this or are listening to it, but thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. Yep, we love you. Okay, so time for some. I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. News. Right. So for news, so this has been kind of the week where a lot of people have got their hands on with the next-gen consoles. And the biggest news, I think, sort of changes the dynamic of uh, the what consoles people are going to buy and may piss off quite a few people. So mm. news came out that the Xbox Series X, the miniature one, the digital-only one, the one that people were going, hey, look, this is great. It's really consumer-friendly. It's cheaper, it's next-gen, but it's affordable, and you can play your games kind of online. There's no console in the box. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's not that. (laughs) Should have read the description. It's a mouse trap in a box. (laughs) It's uh, so this was a 500 gig console. They they actually discovered that the usable memory size of it is 364 gigs. Uh oh. Yes, and with some other news coming out that the size of next-gen games are big, for example, next Call of Duty is 133 gigs. Mm. Demon Souls, for example, is 66 gigs. This isn't really going to work out what people think it is. Um, and the problem is they're going, well, look, you can go and you can buy your external memory and SSD, you can plug it in. That's about 200 quid. That's the price difference between this and a Series X. It's actually more expensive than a Series X. So if you spend that money difference, you can get the Series X, which is more powerful. It's got a disc in it. It's going to be more future-proof, and you're going to get better results. Even even on next-gen games, they will run on a faster frame rate. They will be able to, to display a higher resolution. Like The Series X mm. is good from what I hear. Um, mm. But the thing is, if people were thinking, oh, look, I'll get the series s and stuff i just think quite quickly you people are going to go oh i feel a little bit cheated by this and the other thing is some games on it they are not going to really be next gen the way we think so i think it's for some games it's not going to be able to do 4k uh, i think for actually most games not going to be able to do 4k on some games 
like even to have it on a faster, smoother frame rate desired, it's going to be under 1080p. Mm, so okay, I don't really care that much about some of that stuff because I think you know some games look so different. Some games look so good and play so smoothly. Um, that sometimes if it's like, oh, this is 1440 and stuff like that, and this is 1080, um, it doesn't really bother me that much because I feel like the clunkiness and the dynamic of playing is going to affect the smoothness of the game for me way more than the display. Although it does yeah. have a factor. You know, you don't want something glitching to shit. But mm. this is not really going to be the same thing, which I guess, you know, Microsoft came out and they were going, look, we want to be consumer friendly. We need to do this. And the question was, how were they able to do a Series S and go, hey, next-gen gaming for you, really affordable, here you go. Because Sony aren't being idiots as well. You know what I mean? They're not trying to feck over everybody. So they needed to come in with something they couldn't do. And it seems like this is the compromise. Yeah, well, surely um, people would have known the usable space on it was such and such before. I mean, that, that information didn't come out before that? Well, people knew well, it's 500 gigs. That's the size of the console. But the thing is, yeah. only this week or the last two weeks, when people found out the size of next-gen games were so big, and oh, okay, and that the usable space was, you know, like it's been 150 gigs has gone to, um, to the actual OS of it stuff. and stuff. Yeah, yeah systems yeah, yeah. Uh, settings, and also the thing is, as games get like you know updates and stuff like that, generally they get bigger. So, mm. in five years' time, because if you're buying a next-generation console. In five years' time, if you know Demon Souls just take randomly sixty-six gigs, if they add on some more things, some things make it run smoother, um, uh, more DLC and stuff, will that jump up to 70, 75, You know, mm. Um, mm. so it's like it's still like a really cheap console. It is still a nice kind of entry, and if you just want to play some Xbox game, then you want to have it. You know, a Switch as your main console or a PlayStation, whatever it is, but the idea of people going oh cool i can play these games and this will be my what my full way into it for playing all the kind of big games i don't think it is i think you're quite quickly are going to feel frustrated you're going to go right i just have to keep deleting stuff to make things work maybe yeah you know if you want will you be able to fit two proper triple a games on this you might not Mm, bill gates run to the bank like this if he's still involved, probably is in some ways. He's not. But, um, <laughs> he is. He's pulling the strings somewhere. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, look, the prospect of the disc one, and I'm not going to say the names because I forget which is which, but um, uh, is was always a better proposal. And if you're going to pay for external storage, and you know what I mean, and you're going to get cheaper games on the disc and on the second-hand market, and if games are just going to get bigger and bigger, uh, you know, my recommendation to you, not that I have any vested interest in Microsoft or Sony would be to get the disc ones. Yeah, well, if you want to know, so the um, the PlayStation Five, uh, the memory is the same, whether you've got the digital or the physical disc version. Um, it's well, there's a bit of a debate on it, but on the low end, the minimum storage the PlayStation Five has is 664 gigs, so mm-hmm. uh, it's you know double what the Series S has. The Series X, the bigger Xbox, has 802. So that's the biggest. Um, so basically, the, the thing is, they're selling the Series X as a one terabyte console. 200 gigs mm-hmm. goes to system settings. They're selling the PlayStation 5 as 825 gigs. Same thing, a lot, of, uh, you know, over 100 gigs goes to system settings, which is standard, which is, you know, like these things are, are, are big. You know, same thing if you buy a new, you know, smartphone or whatever, a decent amount of it will go to the 
your system settings and all. But mm. just, I think quite quickly, if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to buy the storage because you can't play next-gen consoles on the Series S off ex- external storage. You can with older uh, games, but uh, if you want to play the, um, the current next-gen games, that needs to be on the actual Series S itself. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't keep them on your external storage. You can keep older games on it and stream onto it, no bother, or, you know, connect it with a wire. But, um, yeah. Too it's- complicated. Forget <laughs> about it. Just buy the disc one, people. All right? I've heard enough of this already. Just buy the disc one. And actually, you know what the weird thing was? And this made me think that we are old because... Don't let me in with you, Grandpa. <laughs> you are. You're getting looped in here right now. Um, that games, game spot, no, game stop are um apparently they were doing terribly since the pandemic for you know business wise they had a really bad uh, second quarter or whatever uh but their online sales have skyrocketed mm. you know what i mean because people are um, and they, we're still talking physical delivery of discs and stuff like that yeah. but um you know th- there was these guys who, i don't know who it was but they were saying that you know yeah because so many people are just downloading the games now so I think a lot of people are getting the digital version. So maybe this, uh, maybe we are showing our age here in, in the physical copies, but yeah. just because we're older doesn't mean that we don't make more sense. Not even saying just because we're older doesn't mean that, you know, our opinions aren't, you know, valid or whatever, but saying doesn't make more sense if you're saying that you're more right. I'm, I believe I'm more right in this one. <laughs> and I believe you will agree with me if you end up getting the digital one and regretting it. Just save, wait the extra however long it takes you and, you know, get it. So speaking of shops like uh, GameStop and everything, um, when these next-gen consoles come out, they've said that at least the uh, PlayStation 5 will not be available in shop at at launch because they don't want people camping outside and all running in and breaking kind of COVID rules. So for now, you can order them. If you've already pre-ordered them, you can go and pick them up from the shop but Mm -hmm. um, they're not going to do the normal thing. So if you're hoping to just show up on launch or a week or two after launch and grab it from a shop, it's not going to happen like that. Maybe when things calm down in different regions, but for now, Mm. none of them are going to be in store. Well, you can just go online, do click and collect. Yeah, you can still do that. They have it. Yeah. So, I mean, mean, not everyone's not everyone's tech savvy or have the comfort for doing that. I mean, they're not listening to this podcast though, I assume as well, but... Exactly. Well, if you're buying a PS5, you would think you're, you know, to use the internet. Yeah, but maybe parents buying it for their kids. I don't know. Anyway, I was ever telling you about this time where uh, this guy I used to work with, he was from Limerick, which is uh, anywhere outside of Dublin is the country. Just if anyone is not Irish who's listening, just so you know. I agree. Um, my wife is, yeah, my wife's from the country as well. But um, they were, he was saying that when the internet first came out, there was this owl fella and again translated for you non-Irish listeners old man who was walking around the town saying that thing will never take off <laughs> and now when everyone's uh, everyone sees him around the town everyone just says oh that'll never take off so <laughs> yeah, man, couldn't I be feel, more wrong I feel like you're seeing a window into your future when you're saying <laughs> when everyone's doing all the new stuff you don't like you're gonna be like no 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 and you'll be playing uh, Mario 64 on a bad ROM look it's not that I like esteem Mario 64 better than other games because it's old someone make a game as good as that and I like it as well it doesn't matter to me just make a game as good as that 
<laughs> it's the point though it's that your opinion you you just mistrust things <laughs> i don't mistrust things i trust a lot of things horizon zero dawn that's recent i had to twist your arm like mad to get you to play that game didn't twist my arm you told me once or twice and i played it because i wanted it not because you told me to. <laughs> Uh, any more news i do have a little bit more news so once again similar enough about covid hitting sales so sega sammy which is like uh, sega years ago merged with a a different company called sam sammy which is the kind of overarching term for uh, a certain division of sega big company lots of different you know lines Um, they are closing all their arcades ah no so this is so in some cultures this is a bigger deal than others. Like if you're in uh, some parts of Asia, like Japan and South Korea, for example, arcades are still massive. But the big Sega arcade picture that you've probably seen that's in Tokyo, they're getting rid of it. It's going to be gone now. It's terrible. Yeah. Why are they doing that? Uh, because of losses. Because of partly because of COVID losses. Because actually, like you you haven't been to Japan, but when I was there and I was walking around. Like, there's so many people in those arcades playing the games. I felt intimidated to go in because it felt mm. like it was so busy. So many people were there. I was like, oh, I don't want to be in the wrong queue or accidentally like, skip a queue for a game or do something like that. And, you know. Oh, yeah, because the Japanese are so rude. <laughs> no, but I don't want to be, you know, the rude foreigner who just, act, you know, because I don't know, just walk in front of 10 people to get into it. You know? They'd probably apologize to you if you walked in front of them. <laughs> Almost certainly would, yeah. They'd be lovely about it as well. Um, and thanks for rubbing it in by the way that i've never been to japan oh it's great (laughs) yeah i know i should go i'd love to go the last time i was supposed to go i decided to do a course instead with the money should have gone to japan i know learned the course of life when i was in japan the weird thing is right i love japan i love how like you go you think like it's a big city and stuff and it is but how friendly everybody is it's so so Mm. weird how nice they are i remember we were in this bar so i went with my dad and um we were sitting in, in this like really really small bar that they have this old japanese guy was behind the counter and he had all these guitars up on the wall and then this uh other japanese guy came into the room it came into the bar and he was like oh where are you from and we said ireland and then he's like oh ireland and then he picked up a guitar off the wall right and started playing a van morrison song and started singing it and then the yeah. old guy behind the bar picked up a different guitar as well and started playing with them. They didn't know each other. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like, oh, okay. And then he just went, went off on his way. It's just, I cannot believe that. So uh, they're, it's lovely. Such an amazing place to be. Yeah. Great, I great love culture. Japan. Love Japanese. Uh, yes, I but wish live there. their arcades are going, so sadly. Because um, I guess, because they've had strict rules there, they don't have a lot of people sitting right next to each other, less than... You know, the, there's way less social distancing there if you're in those arcades. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I think. But yet they've handled COVID way better than us. They have, yeah, because they've, they, they've done really good because they're not doing, doing things like that because they have closed yeah. everything, you know. Mm. Uh, and apparently, Sega are asking like 650 staff to take retirement uh, early. Um, Boo. Yeah, it's uh, they're hit. They're hit bad. They're hit bad from these mm. COVID times. So I believe that is it for me. Have you any news? I do. I have some news and it's very interesting. Now, before I read this news, I would like to complain about something. Okay. And that's the cookie policy of the Verge website. It doesn't let you deselect them no matter what you do. And they have this big, huge sticker plastered across the screen when I'm trying to read it. 
and they've used the color scheme used to irritate me so much until I do accept it. But you know what? I'm not going to accept it. And I'm going to read your story anyway. Verge. Anyway, so this is the story. PlayStation CEO says VR won't be a meaningful part of game for years. Mm. Gaming, I should say, for years. That's a very interesting uh, comment. Anyway, I'll read the story. So uh, Sony PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan says virtual reality won't be a meaningful part of interactive entertainment in the near future. Ryan indicated to the Washington Post that VR still has a long way to go, although he emphasized that Sony isn't giving up on the medium. The statement suggests that there is an update to Sony's VR headset in a few years. He said, I think we're more than a few minutes from the future of VR, uh, Ryan told the Post. PlayStation believes in VR, uh, Sony believes in VR, and we definitely believe at some point in the future VR will represent a meaningful component of interactive entertainment. Will it be this year? No. Will it be next year? No. Will it, be, will it come at some stage? We believe that. He notes that the upcoming PS5 will be released on November. Yeah, supports the old PlayStation, old PlayStation VR headset with a special adapter. So I, I found that very strange, not strange, but quite telling that, uh, you know, and, and it was something that I'd seen as well, um, just from playing the games, that the, uh, you know, the library of decent games just wasn't there. And, um, you know, the VR headset is a lot of money for, uh, you know, kind of a novelty experience that's good, but uh, sad that it won't be making a meaningful, you know, um, uh, inclusion to the market for, for some time from what I've I seen, what are you saying? I thought they were. I thought they were getting there because I, I remember seeing games like Resident Evil Seven um, being pretty amazing looking in VR and really scary and crazy detail. And I thought, okay, maybe this is a way that they're going to be going. But um, I think they, they're kind of pushing games as, as far as they can, or they're really pushing them in other ways. And if you're doing that with the VR and the controls and how things will look and a lot of different things of look, what can the VR handle? what will make people not feel sick, what's comfortable, what just doesn't work in VR. Because, I mean, it is a different medium. Maybe they need to um, take a bit of a step back on some other things, and that's not really what games want to be doing at the moment. I don't know. True. And the weird thing as well that you're talking about Resident Evil 7, I mean, that wasn't made as a VR game. You know what I mean? They were talking about it being a first-person game prior to development, not because it was playable in VR, but because that was what they thought they wanted to do yeah. for a change up so you know it, i think that's very telling that you know the games the developers are not actually make, going out to make a vr game or probably making one of the best ones yeah you know? so i mean yeah i uh, i think horror lends itself to vr very well it does they, they did a skyrim vr as well but apparently it wasn't great i don't know i um i, I never played it i've just i don't know i'm the only VR, I haven't used PlayStation VR, so maybe it's a very different story. The only ones I've used are like cheap little headset ones, and they make me feel sick so quickly. Mm, so, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I, I couldn't play a Skyrim game in VR. Yeah, no, neither could I. Neither could I. Um, I actually have a little bit more news I want, I want to mention very quickly. So, yeah, all right, then. These uh, PlayStation um, next gen games will be able to play PlayStation 4 games, all but a few. And I've got a list of them here. So, these are as it is now the only games that are not compatible on the PlayStation 5. All games except Crash Bandicoot and Saint Trilogy. <laughs> um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Assassin's Creed Chronicles India, China and Russia. Risk. Star Trek Bridge Crew. Don't care. Werewolves Within. Yeah. Space Junkies. <laughs> you big Werewolves Within fan. <laughs> no, I would like the Space Junkies or whatever you called it there. It sounds good. DWVR, Boo. 
Afro Samurai 2 Revenge of Kuma Volume 1 Oh I would have liked that one TT Isle of Man Ride on the Edge 2 No Tim I know you'll be disappointed at that but you know sorry Because <laughs> he's from Isle of Man Exactly um, Just deal with it He's probably too busy uh, dodging tax at the moment What's that go well in for? <laughs> Don't you know that the Isle of Man is a quote-unquote low-tax environment? Is it? Oh, I thought you were saying that Tim is avoiding the tax man in some way. Revenue no. um, Shadow Complex Remastered, Robinson the Journey, We Sing, Hitman Go Definitive Edition, Sh- Shade Wen and Joe's Diner. So... <laughs> Joe's Diner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's many games there which people are really going to miss. So actually, that's quite good. Yeah. I was quite worried when they were saying, oh, yeah, like the 100 or so top PlayStation 4 games will work. And I'm like, I mean, there's a lot of PlayStation games. What ones are going to be missing out? But they've made it better. And I believe they're working on getting like Afro Samurai 2 and Hitman Go working. So Right, okay. Yeah. Maybe we should develop a plug-in to play the uh, eight games that are left then after those two are, are transferred over. Yeah. We'll a make four? a fortune. <laughs> like four of them are Hitman, uh, or sorry, uh, Assassin's Creed is like this side game. So I don't know. think about the demand, Yusuf. Make millions. <laughs> hey, Joe's Diner is going to be a hit. Exactly. Right. Uh, so, would you like to get into it, then, brother? Yes. Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. So here's the rules. We got six songs. Six songs. Step right up. Step right up. Enjoy this. Um, yeah, so uh, the first game, I guess I'll go first. <laughs> You're a natural, bro. <laughs> I overthink it and then I lose myself. Anyway, um, so yeah, so the first game, and I, I have a feeling this time we are going to have one or two of the crossovers. So Ooh. in case that happens, I have a secondary on the market. Uh, but knowing you, you'll probably select, you know, the most recent games possible. In fact, you probably selected a game that's not even released yet. So, Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh, my first game, here's a song from it. Not the easiest to listen to, uh, to modern sensibilities, which instantly gives away that it's not a current generation. What are you eating there? There's no eating allowed during this podcast. Wasabi. Yeah. Well, I muted it because I was eating, so it wouldn't make a noise, but I'm having wasabi flavored uh, prawn crackers, but they're in the shape of little crabs. Ah, very nice. Do you know it's nearly impossible to get real wasabi outside of Japan? It's quite hard to get it in Japan as well. Most of it there is really? Yeah. Wow. I'd love to taste it once, but apparently it's probably going to blow a lot of your minds now, sushi eaters, but uh, most uh, wasabi in your country is horseradish mixed mm. with some green dye or something. Yeah, yeah. It's good, though. These are good. I got these in a local Japanese shop. They're very tasty. They're like prawn crackers, but wasabi hit. You know what I love about Thailand and, and Asia, actually, looking at that reminds me of it? Um, matcha. They got matcha everywhere. You, I you don't walk like down. the flavor stuff at all. Oh, is fantastic. But I'm not even talking about flavor stuff. I'm talking about the drink. You know, oh. you go to a stall, they have cold matcha tea. They've got matcha milkshakes. They've got matcha tea. They've got, you know, everything. And it's <laughs> They've got so much stuff. They've got matcha and uh, matcha. And uh, you know what you sound like? You sound like the guy in Simpsons. like, the, lit, the candy lips with a thousand uses. Name them. <laughs> uh, well, well, listen, if your whole selling point is matcha and you've got a stall, like a large stall, and you've got people behind it, two people working there, and you've got a big menu above their head and there's a whole list of shit, they must have enough stuff being sold there that's matcha themed. 
Matcha so, does do quite well. Uh, yeah, matcha is quite yeah. a big thing. I, I'm just, I feel like it's too bitter. No, you get used to it. It's, it tasted like fish food when I first started drinking it, but now I love it. You know what I don't get though? Bubble tea. Do you ever drink that? I've had ones when it was gorgeous and ones when it made me feel sick. Yeah, I don't like it. What the jelly stuff? I just never like jellies. It's a bit weird. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's very good. Yeah. And to our American listeners, it's jellies, not gummies. Stop calling them gummies. It makes you sound like you're three. All right. Because Adam, I'm talking jellies to you. Jellies is like a real adult term. <laughs> yeah, actually, you have a point. Okay. All right. So listen, here is my first song for my first game. See if you know what it is, Yusuf. Here we go. Uh, cover your ears. You're muted, you fool. <laughs> One second, okay? All right, okay. This is unbelievable, people. I just played my first song, and he says, give me one second, and he's left the room. Now, if he didn't do enough on the uh, last podcast to fire himself, I mean, shut up now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not including any of that, so. <laughs> you are. Absolutely not. I had like to go, but the Tesco shop was arriving and I was trying to help uh, Sarah bring it in because it was very heavy, but it was all already there. So okay, anyway, uh, I don't know if that sound that you, from that song you were playing was terrible because it was coming over to the Zoom and uh, it was losing its quality. No, no it's feed. that bad. Right, right. No idea what that is. Guess uh, what console it's on. Oh, I don't know. A stone wall knowing you. <laughs> Stone wall. Yeah, way back when, back in your day, when kids used to have a hoop and a stick and they were happy. <laughs> I genuinely think the kids were happier than they are now. <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> anyway, guess. Um, no idea. I'm going to say some like Sega, some old kind of Sega Genesis. Mega That's Drive. right. It <laughs> is the Mega Drive. It is Comic Zone. Mm. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That was a shy, tough game. Your timing for this podcast is unbelievable. Every time looking for your sponsor, eating or drinking or getting your Tesco shopping, will you just be be a little bit more on on, on point, will you? I, on. I, you keep making whatever. <laughs> there, you sounded old there. Yeah. You keep. Anyway, so Comic Zone, if you remember this, and I never knew it was called Comic Zone or Comics Zone because the C at the end of comic is changed to an X to make it ultra edgy and cool. But um, if you remember this game, first of all, it looked beautiful. It was like comic uh, comic book style. Um, you would actually move from the panels in each story, but it was outrageously difficult. And the reason I chose is because I actually, I can't remember if I completed it. I probably have, but I got very, very far in it anyway if I didn't. And um, it was just re- re- outrageously difficult. Um, it 
people want to know the story it's basically you are this artist called sketch and you're there drawing one of your uh, comic books and then for some reason uh, as in any good movie or story where they can't explain why something happens you're struck by lightning it puts you into your comic book your comic book becomes alive uh, and then you are basically um fighting uh, the leader who's called mortis not to be confused with that Norwegian metaler guy who wore the face of a of a troll. Oh, Mortis, isn't it? Same? Yeah, yeah, him. Not big news, him. Mortis uh, wants to get you killed in your own comic book because if you get killed, he can become real, and you know take your life basically. So he'll come yeah. into the real world. It's essentially, you're fighting the comics that you've drawn. You men describe that in the worst way ever. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, you're you're stuck into your own comic book. Um, so like it was. Now listen, I'm not gonna lie. Um, the fighting wasn't as fluid as I would like it to be, which probably added to its difficulty. But it was just ridiculously unforgiving because you would often have things that would block your way, like barrels, or you know, you need to break through a wall or something. And uh, in order for you to break it, you if you had to punch it or kick it, it would take health off you for doing that. So you had to like save your bombs and your items and stuff like that to use it at, at times like that. But uh, yeah, the music, um, I remember that when this game was first released, it was bundled with the CD. Now, I don't know if many people would like to listen to that kind of quality of, of, of music nowadays. And it is a little, you know, ah, uh, sounding so um, you know maybe avoid it but uh, it was a really fun game really good game and who doesn't like uh, you know a ponytail blonde guy with three quarter lengths uh, and sunglasses um, when was the last time you played this and um, when did I play it last I probably is it on them I don't think it's I'd say three years ago okay because I, I wonder because I just remember just doing that opening level again and again because it was really hard i mean i was also like five when this came out i haven't played it since i was a kid but um i remember being so tough i wonder how much it holds up like is it is it difficult because it's broken or is it you know does it kind of have its charm still there yeah i know i don't think it's broken i just think that like there were games around at that time, like uh, Streets of Rage and stuff, that was similar kind of side-scrolling beating up. That was beat them up. That was much, uh, much better. <laughs> you know, the, the more enjoyable fighting. But um, it was really, really good. Um, I think it was a really well-made game. Um, lots of fun. Um, there was actually talking in this game, which is kind of unusual for oh. not not much now. But when he beat someone, he go see ya. And, uh, you know, he could take uh, pieces of paper from the background and make a paper airplane out of them and, like, throw them at the at the enemies and stuff. It was just a lot of fun, but uh, outrageously difficult. So uh, this game, I'm going to give 1.5 out of 3 um, in my difficulty meter. That is the most confusing <laughs> scoring what? I've ever heard in my life. Score something out of 3. I do. I've got three games, so it fits together nicely. No, but you, but that doesn't then, because you didn't even give it a whole number. <laughs> yeah, but it's not too difficult to be too. Okay, I'm going to redo it. 1.8. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 1.8 difficulty meters. Okay. Uh, one thing I remember about this game is that, to me, it seemed like I had never played a game which 
it, it created this world that I knew or that I thought I knew of like a comic layout and it broke it in a way where I was like, oh, he's punching through the panels and he's jumping from one panel to the other. And there's different characters in those panels as if he's actually moving through a real comic, which I thought was just so brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, true breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Um, but uh, the other thing that made this game difficult and, you know, when we were doing this theme podcast, I was going to think any platform game from the 90s would uh, make yeah. a perfect choice for this game. But um, the fact that you couldn't save. <laughs> and so if you wanted to complete the game, you had to do it all in one sitting. So that always added, uh, you know, a complicating factor to these games, you know. Yeah, well, I was wondering about like how many of these games were going to be difficult because they are originally arcade games. And the point was you lose, so you keep paying for it. Yeah, know? exactly. So, anyway, a good game. So, recommend you play it. I think it's definitely been released on some virtual machines. I think the Wii one, but people don't probably play the Wii anymore. Look it up somewhere. I'm sorry I don't have that kind of... Actually, hold on. Let me see. I have it open here. Yeah. The Wii was play... two consoles ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid it doesn't look like you're going to be playing. So, unless you have a Genesis, you're playing on Windows, you're playing on the Game Boy Advance... Um and I believe iOS. Oh no, yeah. So in 2017, uh, you can play on the iOS as well, oh, as wow. part of the Sega Forever Retro Game Collection. So uh, a big thumbs up from me. Um, and we'll move on to your next game now, Yusuf. Right. So, okay. speaking of terrible music, get ready for all the songs of my games. Okay. Oh God, after you did so well in the Hidden Gems one. Yeah. Um, okay. Here we go. song it's one of the best i've ever heard Sorry, i'd like to immediately apologize for that i forgot that that's the song i picked for the first one and um, the first one actually does have a great soundtrack but i just think it is not very apt for the game for so uh, okay. that was well, a let great me tell song. You, yeah i could just you know i love the saxophones because they're annoying so <laughs> so anyway yeah th- that reminded me is, of some is that a feature of a great song if it's annoying <laughs> yeah it is for me. <laughs> but anyway, I got the image of some guy on a basket basketball uh, court spinning a ball really quickly and doing incredible tricks while nobody else is able to like keep up with him. So uh, I hope this is what the game is about. <laughs> Couldn't be further from that at all. So this game, right, this is the only game where I think if I told you I was picking difficult games, I think you would have guessed it from this mm-hmm. one. So this game is... Dragon Ball Z, ah, Kai Two. Oh, I don't even remember which one that one was. Do you not remember? See, I picked this one, right? So this game is so it's a. There are so many of these games that came out. So there's a, the Budokai series. So this game came out in 2003, and just to mm-hmm. uh, give a little bit of a backdrop, Budokai One came out in 2002, 
uh, Z2V came in 2004, Budokai 3 came out in 2004, Shin Budokai came in 2006, Shin Budokai in a row 2007, <laughs> HD Collection. Mean? I don't have a clue. <laughs> I haven't a clue. Okay, go on. Budokai. <laughs> so uh, anyway, there was a load of these Dragon Ball Z fighter games. Um, and it just kind of came to the point where I think the series was still, because people would, some people would have had the internet then, but I guess the whole idea of actually streaming things wasn't really that big a deal. So a lot of people were still getting them uh, for the first time on TV with English subtitles or English dub voiceover, sorry. So um, they were still kind of jumping onto that big, um, I guess, attention that these games were still getting, even though like the Japanese series at this point ended a long time ago. Um, so they were kind of getting a lot of these games where you go through the series and you fight these different characters. But this game had a ridiculous ridiculous difficulty spike where you get to a point where you're fighting Kid Boo, and Kid ah. Boo was an enemy from um, the last season of the Dragon Ball Z and the whole kind of fat guy no he was fat but then he's got like five forms like all Dragon Ball Z enemies do and he doesn't right. where he's really skinny he's like the pink bubble gum guy yeah I know him yeah yeah, yeah. and there is a and the kind of the point of it from the series which makes sense is he's kind of like the characters never kind of get stronger than them, you know, like usually in Dragon Ball Z, they go, they fight, they train, they come back and they're stronger or whatever. They never get stronger than them. It's like an absolute last ditch thing from three people fighting them at the same time. We just keep almost dying again and again, you know, to, to kind of do it. Spoilers for Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> by the way. Mm. Um, Is this the one where uh, Goku went uh, up onto the moon to, uh, <laughs> to train or something? No. Gravity. Was, All right. It was, okay. It's a different one. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of gravity training in the city uh but anyway this one i picked because when you go and you fight kid boo he's just you have to be so quick and so good and he keeps just knocking the shit out of you again and again <laughs> you remind me of bishop brennan there yeah <laughs> they're knocking the shit out of each other since 1970 yeah well, he was a bow and arrow really <laughs> yeah i get it do you not remember I was playing this game, and you came swaggering in like the dickhead you are, bigger brother, saw me just losing again and again. <laughs> I and, do remember this. Yeah, and thinking, I can do originally. this. Give me a go. I'm better. I beat him up than you are. So you went and you had a go, and you didn't get a single punch in on him. He just keeps knocking you. And he does like 22-hit combos. It's like standard. It's like the normal thing he does. You're watching an animation, and it's like, I haven't been able to press a button yet. Um, you, just, you cannot get it wrong you have to keep going and keep it going and this game I just remember just failing again and again and again at him and um, he would so you could go around like a chessboard piece in this game and you could unlock different things do kind of like side quests and the villain would be like his own piece and he'd have his turn and he'd like chase after you <laughs> so you'd be trying to go and collect something to make give you more of a chance of fighting him later on and stuff like that and he'd be chasing after you like oh no he's got to catch up to me um and it was just the the spike was so so hard and you just had to keep on it was one of those first games where it was a 3d fighter uh where you had to just like dodge you know dodge to the side like press up up on the screen like in a uh, tekken game and just move just out of his attacks smack him with a combo get away get some space and then just keep trying to do that again and again and again it was mm. so so hard so fast paced but uh really good fun really enjoyable okay and what's your uh out of three i'm going to say like assuming that no game on this is easy 
or even whatever, I'm going to give it a one. One? It's harder than that. One out of three. I don't think so because overall the game isn't. It just, All right. It just has a difficulty spike. Okay, okay. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so uh, on to my next game. Now listen, this game is a truly, is it the right one, number two? Yeah, it's truly a fantastic game. This game, and I think I'd love to do a podcast just on this game by itself. Sorry, one sec. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, Unbelievable. The mu- music is... <laughs> Music is absolutely fantastic. I had four songs. I wanted to play each of them. And I thought that won't be very good for a podcast. So I'm going to play the four songs now. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> okay, so I had to select one. So this is the one I selected. You probably know it. So here we go. Do you think that is? Is it like a Darkwing Duck game? God, no. Hold on. I'm going to play one other song very quickly and see if you get this. How dare you? You just said you weren't <laughs> going to do this. I know, but it's so good. Uh, uh, apologies. Well, this uh, here is we great. go. Listeners, if you want to listen to four tracks from Newman's hit, <laughs> you can also this one. wait as he finds them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wrong song. Oh, no. Is, is that the wrong song? No, that's the right one. Apologies. No. Pretty nice. No, I have no idea. Okay, let me tell you. Can I play another song? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. It's Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh, right, right. Yeah, th- there's a fucking tough game. Yeah. Now, this game, the, the big difficulty for me was trying to know where I was supposed to go, right? Because as we all know, like people use the term Metroidvania now for a specific kind of game where basically you're blocked on into certain areas until you maybe unlock some kind of special move or some ability to get you through them. But like this was like the castle, pretty much the whole castle you were able to go into, you know, from the beginning. But it's just mm-hmm. some areas you couldn't get to. And like half the difficulty was me never knowing where I was supposed to go. Yeah. But um, it, it is also an incredibly difficult game. Um, but like one of the best games, one of the best platformers that mixes RPG elements ever. Mm. Um, fantastic game. I'd love to do podcasts just in this game by itself. But um, music was great. The art style was great. I always like because it's a two D platformer. <clears throat> sometimes I forget that it was on the PlayStation One. 
Right. And okay. like when I think about it, I'm like, oh, what, what platform is that on again? But yeah, PlayStation 1, music was fantastic. Gameplay was fantastic. Extremely difficult. Um, you know, like any enemy could basically kill you if, if you got hit enough times. Like like most games, I guess. But um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, like just kind of. It, it doesn't hold your hand at all. It doesn't tell yeah. you where you're supposed to go. You kind of have to explore the castle. And then like, there's a part of the game where you think you've finished it, and like it, then the castle flips upside down, yeah. and you basically have to play through the same areas over over again. And uh, then even after you finish it again, another difficulty is unlocked, and you can play as different characters. But like, just an excellent game an excellent game um i thought you know and, and it doesn't age because of the way the graphics are it's 2d it's um you know it's beautifully rendered the music is fantastic the atmosphere is really great um you're playing a cool character with a yeah. great art style so um yeah really really good game i'm going to give this a 1.5 out of three um very difficult game but uh worth you know well worth it easier than comic zone I think it's easier than comic zone. Yeah, I did love the art style of this game. It just, it was so cool. Um, I knew, yeah, it was tough. And I just remember you had like your health bar, and I always found it quite annoying because I remember it was like these little like lines that you had that filled it up, like these little units that filled up the bar. And it's just like you just get hit, and it would never be like, oh, there's one unit gone or two units gone. It would always just be like, well, there's a third of it gone, and there's, there's just give me three points, then just give me three hearts. Stop pretending yeah. it's you know exactly tiny bits. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, um, really tough game. I think this game, I think you could get up to because I think if when you finished it, so you didn't know about the kind of castle flipping thing. I think when you got to the the you thought it was the normal ending you got to like 100% finishing it. But I think the game actually had like 197% yeah. finish rate yeah. or something. Which is just <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, brilliant. Love it. Absolutely love it. So, yeah. um, yeah, uh, and the, thing I, the really great thing about this game as well is that you start the game from where the last game ended. Yes. So it's, I forget his name. Alucard? Dra- no, is your Alucard in this game. But oh, sorry. It's the previous guy. I can't remember his name. But anyway, he's fighting Dracula. And then when that ends, then it goes straight into Symphony of the Night. Uh, but um, another magnificent uh, song is, I'd love to play it. It's a chanting song. And, you know, just vocals, choirs, but I won't play it. So um, we'll I'll go to Yusuf. the end for you, if you like. Yes. That's what I want to hear. So Yusuf's next game. Let me see. Okay, here we go. <laughs> music isn't bad i think i know what it is yes uh you've definitely played this game yeah is it val valkyrie chronicles no no what is it it is an older game it is soul caliber 2 ah okay yeah yeah so this was um all my games are actually from the same time actually this is a 2002 game so for people who 
they may have played this in uh, on different consoles because it was released on the GameCube, the PlayStation 2, and the Xbox. Mm. And this is the one that had the uh, different characters, uh, depending on which one, uh, one you got. So if you got Xbox, you got Spawn. Oh, yeah. The GameCube, you got Link. And if yeah. you got the uh, PlayStation, you got Hayachi. Do you know who they wanted it to be instead of Hayachi? Who? Cloud. Really? Yeah, but they couldn't get the license. Yeah. Whatever happened to Spawn, by the way? There was a point where they think they thought Spawn would be big, but he, it didn't really happen, did it? No. He yeah. looks cool, that's about it. Yeah, cool art style, but uh, that never really worked out. But this game, anyway, this kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I mean, there was the Soul Edge games, or uh, Soul Blade, depending on where you were, uh, which were out on PlayStation. They, they were arcade games, so was this. Uh, and they did quite well. But then Soul Calibur 1 was a Dreamcast-only game. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then Soul Calibur 2 came out. I just remember loads of my mates got had it, like loads who never really played uh, these kind of games. And the reason why this game was so difficult is when you went, you did the story mode, you would sometimes come across a... <laughs> you just sometimes get like a level where you'd fight three enemies, you had like 15 seconds to do it, and you could only hit them in the air. And it was yeah. just... Outrageous infuriating it just like the way you had to do it smash ultimate is a similar enough kind of a thing with some of the levels of you know do you get you have certain gimmicks can't you but no way near as difficult as this no exactly yeah it and is ridiculously difficult i remember um this is a game i was playing where i bit the rubber off the analog on the controller i was playing <laughs> anger at one bit i was just it was so frustrating because just when you're trying to play a game and it's like, oh, you got to beat this character. And you're down to like the last character of three and you've got this time limit. And they just need to block and they're just blocking again and again to absolutely everything you're doing. And it, you're like, I can only, I can't hurt you with a throw. I can't hurt you, you know, yeah, if you're on the ground, I can only hit you if you're in the air. You're blocking everything that will knock you into the air. And it just keeps going again and again. It was so, so frustrating, this game. You think the, the rubber off your analog is bad. I remember there was a story of this guy, one of my friends went over to his house and he had bite marks in his TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's how frustrated he would get at video games. Can you imagine dropping your control pad on the floor, going over to the TV at the plastic bit and biting down on it? <laughs> like, so far away from it. <laughs> I know. Um... I had, a, I had a mate who were playing this game put a hole in his wall because he threw the controller to the side, like just an anger to kind of do it, but it went through the plasterboard and he covered it up with a poster for like two years. That's fantastic. <laughs> Did he uh, get the controller back? The controller was fine. Yeah, it didn't go through. It just made a huge hole in the wall. Um, All right. <laughs> and it just, like, it, it just had that effect of, you know, you, you're playing a level and it's like, oh, it's icy. There's no grip or you get electrocuted when you're on the ground. <laughs> So it's like it's a torture. Yeah, it's like your your enemy absorbs your health when he hits you. It's just like, come on, what? <laughs> it's going to give you a parameter. You you physically cannot win this match. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also remember. I actually I think this was Soul Edge we were playing. I remember watching you play this. Game. No, actually, I think it was Soul Calibur Two. Must have been actually. And you were playing Soul Calibur Two, and you were fighting against. Um, I think it was Song Mina because I remember it was a character which had like a big staff. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she had a big staff. And I remember 
she was just smashing the shit out of you with it. And it was like quite a small platform. I remember it so well. It was on a raft. And you just kept, you know, she kept on beating you again and again. You tried different characters. You tried just spamming different techniques. Nothing was working. And then she because she was blocking everything. Eventually, you broke her weapon. And I remember, and you went, ha, let's see what you do now. And in a frame difference, she grabbed you and threw you off the raft and killed you. <laughs> straight away and the time range is so perfect and it just is so so annoying this game and like you want to get angry at the character but you know you can <laughs> yeah so what, what do you give it out of there <laughs> i think i would give it a 1.7 okay so this is your your highest one so far yeah okay. yep, yep. Very, very good. So this is my last game. Now, I selected another one in case you went for this one as well, which I think is possible. So uh, if you recognize the music, let me know and I'll change it up. Oops, wrong song. Devil May Cry? No. Similar. Ninja Gaiden? Yes. Oh. Have you chosen that? I haven't chosen Ninja Gaiden, no. <laughs> I, I was reading yeah. a list of the most difficult games and Ninja Gaiden 2 was on it. Yeah, well, this was Ninja Gaiden 1 that I selected on yeah. the Xbox. And oh my god this game was outrageously difficult like i mean it was just i think it was like worse than dark souls when it started now in fairness it's not uh you're much more agile you can jump around you can do your bits like you know and you can get away no no i'm not gonna say most of the time you can't always get away but at least you can move him quickly yeah. and you know yeah but it was like any enemy could destroy you if he hit you once or twice like you know you were nearly finished and it was just like so so unforgivingly difficult like i was watching a uh, a speed run of this game just the other day because we were talking about difficult games and this guy like walks into a room and uh just like as soon as he walks in he's just like he's just jumping and jumping just to avoid he doesn't find yeah. anybody you know unless he has to he just runs right past everybody because it's too difficult to do and just as soon as he enters the room like nine people throw shurikens at him or something yeah. <laughs> like, why are you meant to do it if it's your first time playing the game it's just like what it's just like oh you just died now straight away it's like so it's not even and they weren't even long-range enemies they were physical like you know close range enemies and that's what they did is they were on their way to kill you <laughs> and it's just you know it's like oh yeah you're you've got no health now straight away and there's and you're surrounded by them they move just as fast as you by the way <laughs> yeah yeah i love that it's like you couldn't even see them you could just see the shurikens like flying over your head like yeah. you know, before you even got into the room but um yeah the camera angle was a little bit frustrating on this i remember but um apart from that like really fluid really good game and it's a shame that they haven't made this anymore you know, I don't think they've made a, a Ninja Gaiden game in a long time. I think because it's uh, it was Team Ninja, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they went on. They do do some other 
similar-ish kind of games, but like I don't think it was anything near this this level. Um, it was yeah, this game was tough. Um, yeah, I I finished this game as well though. I played it and I finished it, and it was so so hard. Um, I, I remember this is kind of a point where this generation of games where it was a point of like, look, we are going to really embrace the agileness uh, of these kind of games. Because I mean, you could move around quickly and easily in like an N64 game. But this is the first time where like, you know, there was like wet textures, things looked a bit more adult and cool or whatever. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you had weapons and they worked in different ways. You could do a sort of combo that you could do in like a fighting game. You could do this really quickly. So I was like, oh, that's great. But with that, all the enemies move that much faster. So it was so, so tough. And I remember when I was playing this game, I used to think <clears throat> the graphics are absolutely amazing. But it's, a, a new, it's so weird that like when you get used to newer generations and you look back, you're like, holy crap, that looked like shit. No, it didn't, but it still looked good. But like, I remember it just I thinking it looked absolutely stunning when I was playing it back in the day, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. The, uh, mo- sorry, the latest release of a Ninja Gaiden game was Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z. Yeah, and when, yeah. when was that? 2014. Yeah, well, six years ago, so that's not that long. But still, what uh, what platform is that on? Uh, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and Windows. Yeah, so Ooh. it never... seems like they never did a um, a game for the latest generation. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay, so your last game now. Um, let's see, where have I hotkeyed this? I think, here we go. It's terrible. It's it is letting off a siren. <laughs> the song is has siren in the title. Uh, this is the one I was more thinking of when I was thinking of uh, terrible music, and it's all the music in it is shite. Right? You know it? No, I had no idea. You played it a lot. I really don't know. Devil May Cry. Ah, uh, Devil May Cry isn't that difficult. I think you forget how difficult this fucking game was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on a minute. I didn't give Ninja Gaiden a rating. Oh, you didn't? Sorry, what would you give it? Yeah, I'm going to give it a 2.3 <laughs> out of 3. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't think Ninja De- Devil May Cry was that difficult. Do you not remember fighting, <laughs> like, the boss Nightmare where he was, like, a giant sludge and he had, like, these orbs and you could only hurt him when oh. the orbs were there. But the orbs were covered most of the time. And he would just like rain needles out of the ground on you and just fire spikes out of you. Oh, and the I think would be I do. Poisonous and like, you know, the giant tarantula scorpion thing that breathes fire on you or, you know, the cat shadow creature that just like disappeared and would just jump across the screen really quickly at you or just, it's, I found yeah. it was so, so difficult. It was, yeah. oh, oh yeah. my God, this game. So this, this was 2001. This was the original one. Which, as we mentioned before, it started off as the uh, Resident Evil 4 uh, game, but then it was too actiony, and it was very actiony, um, mm. and it was just so like the the amount of hits the enemies had to take, which was intentional, I think, so that you could build up the the style meter was the kind of the point of it, you know, um, mm. 
but it was just you just you would think somebody would be dead and someone would be slowly moving and you think well they'll be dead now because you know i'm smacking them with this giant sword and i'm just on a 25 hit combo oh no they're fine they're absolutely fine and then they're just going to slowly swing their giant axe at me and there's all my health gone and everything and so so tough some of these things i just remember getting so stressed out trying to fight nightmare and i I saw a speedrunner do it and I was like, oh, because, you know, you do a part of a game that's so hard. You're like, how does somebody get by this? You know, how, like, what is the most precise, easiest way that they do it? And you see a speedrunner do it in like 10 seconds. And you're like, hey, well, yeah, I struggled I for so long. Yeah. And uh, I saw how they were doing it. And basically, there's a weapon called <coughs> Holy Water, an item you can buy, uh, which just like does general AOE damage to everybody in the room. And yeah. uh, it's broken. And basically, that's just all he bought. He didn't buy weapons and upgrades and do whatever. He just bought this and he would just go into a room and just like kill everybody in it. And uh, like he used like four times in a row on that nightmare boss. It was so difficult. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it was infuriating. I seem to remember your pistols being pretty much useless in this game, though. I think like Tomb Raider's ones. (laughs) That's kind of the point of it is that the, the pistols aren't meant for taking damage. They're meant for allowing you to keep a combo going. Uh, so yeah. you would just to kind of mix it up and just to use them and stuff. You would go, okay, I'm going to keep shooting this enemy here, but it wouldn't do any damage to them. Um, mm. The whole point was it was to allow you to get closer to them, so you could then hit them with the sword, or to get your score better by switching between that and the sword, so you're using different kind of attacks and everything. But they did like no damage, so you had to be close. But you were like, oh, I've got the guns, and they just they weren't doing anything. Yeah, no, a, a very good game as well. Um, didn't remember as being difficult so that's a, that's an interesting one um so yeah what's your screen meter i would give it 2.2 very good very good so um yeah i had uh, two quick honorable mentions mm-hmm. um one is uh, super ghouls and ghosts remember that one yeah 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 it's probably the most difficult game of all time now, I didn't put that in because I could never get anywhere in it. If I had gotten further in, I would have put that in. And then, of course, Super Meat Boy. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which is extremely difficult. Um, but again, I I wasn't a, I, a hardcore one into that, so I, I decided not to put it in. I think a lot, a lot of like those old games, they were tough because yeah, you couldn't save anything, so you had to keep starting over. Um, and also, sometimes bits could be broken or glitchy and... You know, an enemy's attack could take up the entire screen because it's been badly designed and it's quite infuriating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with Super Meat Boy, it's it's the way a lot of those difficult games have gone now. Where if it is just really really tough, if there is only a really small thing you can do, bam, right back to the beginning again straight away. Like that's yeah. the kind of idea you can just keep going and going. So it doesn't. It just feels like I'm just going to try this jump again rather than I have to reload and do all this kind of thing. So it, it's a uh, it's difficult in a kind of more modern way. Yeah, and the controls are, are perfectly weighted, and you know, it, yeah, it's not frustrating. So, yeah. thumbs up to you, Meat Boy Men. Uh, okay, so how meat about boy, this man. part? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with that? The two guys who made it. Haven't you watched Indie Movie? Indie Game I, the Movie? I haven't actually. You gotta watch it. Gotta sure. watch it. Okay, so. So, I have a couple of reviews here for my games. Um, I've got three. Two for Ninja Gaiden, one for Castlevania, none for Comic Zone, fortunately. 
So first review from John M, March the 7th, 2004. Ninja Gaiden. This game is horrid on many levels. You are entirely unable to negotiate the camera. Save points are very few and very far between. And the bosses are preposterously hard to fight. I purchased this game tonight and I will return it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, how many bosses has he gotten to? You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you know, he hasn't learned the game. <laughs> yeah, so well, look, John, I need the point. Um, Ricky W. Uh, reviewed this also um, in May uh, 2004. This game is just pissing me off. <laughs> I mean, I just friggin' suck at this game. <laughs> I'm so into these kind of games. I was really looking forward to this game. I bought it the first day it arrived at Best Buy, and it's the biggest letdown I've ever had buying a game. The controls are horrible. That's what bugs me. And the fact that I can't get anywhere pisses me off to no end. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> the, the graphics are beautiful from what I've seen so far in the game, but the controls are just pissing me off. I don't know. I can't even beat the first main boss dudes. Sigh. I'm sure if I were better at this game, I'd rate it high. But this is giving me more trouble than any game I've ever bought in the Xbox. So. I think he's, he's saying himself, <laughs> you know, if I was better at the game, I'd like it more. So, yeah, that's not a rating, though, is it? <laughs> okay, so Castlevania um, by I Love I Love Atar 21, uh, May 2014. <laughs> in all capitals, he's written, How I Rate <laughs> 10 to 9 score equals perfect or near perfect don't exist <laughs> so i don't know why he has that as a rating score if it doesn't exist eight score one of the best games ever top score seven to six great but still not one of the best five score below serious flaws so i give this seven <laughs> how yeah, can you I go know. from serious flaws to great one like, of the best yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there's nothing in between <laughs> Now, this is how he rates. Uh, so, 7 out of 10. An incredible adventure. Very engaging and fun. <laughs> Thank you for your rating. Why don't you just say that? Just put the last line. Exactly. <laughs> don't give us any of this bullshit. Um, those games were really good fun. I would like that. I was just actually thinking um, Team Ninja or whatever. They went and they did Neo. Yeah. So I guess they went a bit more down um, the Dark souls kind of route. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still a great game, but um, or is it Neo? It's Neo, isn't it? I don't know. I haven't played it. You played it. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a very different game, but um, yeah, yeah. So, listen, anything else uh, before we get to the best part of the podcast? I believe that is it for me. Okay, so actually, I would like to say one thing. Um, yeah, press the button. I was playing Doom, and I was dying on this boss again and again, and um. It just, it, it had that really good level of, I didn't know what to do um, until, like I, I, like, I kept dying from certain attacks. I couldn't avoid them. And then when I figured it out, I just had that great yeah. sense of satisfaction of yeah. being able to go, okay, I get it now. And that's just, and it just being really good game design of, you will get hit and you will probably die pretty quickly if you do anything but this one thing. But right, okay. It's actually really difficult to do. You just haven't tried it yet. You know, okay, great. Did you per move? 
for enemy yeah. attack for, for this one particular boss and i was just thinking this is great that's really good design did you figure it out yourself yeah yeah didn't look it up okay fair play fair play very good well, very rewarding so you're, you're, you're a true gamer okay so test your might we of the order of the straight arrow call upon the spirit wamatanye <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he got himself into that situation, but anyway. <laughs> I think he wanted no part of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he sounded pretty committed there, though. Um, okay, so question number one, you jackass. Okay. What company made the first ever handmade gaming console? Oh, shit at these things. Um, you know that made so was it um, well not handmade i mean handheld did i say handmade handheld yeah Uh, was it atari no it was actually mattel would you believe with auto race everybody's feckin' games (laughs) horrible low quality not backlit no color games they were fabulous um, apparently game and watches are still really collectible by the way they're doing something weird with the game and watch at the moment they're bringing out like a this Nintendo are bringing out some modern version where I think you can play old Mario games on it or something mm, sounds right up my alley of course it is until you realise like actually these games were a bit old <laughs> <laughs> yeah, question number two how many million copies of the Playstation 1 did Sony sell oh come on <laughs> Uh, 120 million. You must be used to hearing that sound now. No, 102. Oh, it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Okay, so question number three. In Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was the most expensive video game ever to create. Activision spent 50 million in development. Ooh. How much did they spend on marketing? Games are everywhere. Um, God, I don't know, 10 million? No, that would be $200 million. $200 million. <laughs> Yeah, four times the cost of developing it. Jesus. That is ridiculous. Oh. Pretty outrageous, all right. I, I mean, um, I guess it, it is a game that kind of transcends gamers, isn't it? I guess so. Yeah. There we go. Okay, so uh, as you know, how the bonus round works. Here we go. You'll receive a nice bonus when the work is done. Okay, you ready? Yeah. What is the plural of platypus? Platypuses. No, actually, there's no universally agreed plural of oh, platypuses. <laughs> Scientists generally use platypuses or simply platypus. Colloquially, the term platypi is also used for the plural, although this is a form of pseudo-Latin. Going by the words Greek roots, the plural would be platypodes. Early British settlers called it many names, such as uh, water mole, duckbill, and my favourite, the duck mole. <laughs> I, so, uh, 
I knew you wanted me to say platter pie, and I knew it wasn't going to be that. <laughs> well, it was according to this. Uh, well, it says they're saying <laughs> incorrect because it's not a Latin word. Yeah. So anyway, um, we lose again. The yeah. last Airbender Avatar does a really good version of uh, just like crossing these two animals together that shouldn't be and just making them so so good. So they have like a uh, a turtle duck. And it's like it's like adorable little duck, but like with a little tiny shell on it. Just like just an example of these little animals that they make up, and they're just—it's so so cute, and it's so creative. It's just to kind of go, oh, it's a weird world where things are different. So they just mash two animals together, and it's it's really clever. Are you crazy? What? You think they invented that? A turtle duck. And you never played Mario. Where is there a duck with a shell? The shell, the ducks—they were in shells. Birds—they were in the shells. They're not birds. They are birds. Where are the birds? They're birds. No, they're turtles. No, they're not turtles. They're birds. Let's see. Turtle enemies. Mario. The Koopas, you mean? Yeah, Koopas. They're birds. They're not birds. The original one, the shell creeper. Yeah. Like the green shell turtle, Koopa. Well, they look like birds to me. Yeah, they're not <laughs> birds, you idiot. Hold on. Shell creeper. Uh, yeah, sorry, guys. This is not uh, what you want to be hearing. It is not. Okay, look, forget about it. All right. Look, I'm, like going to, I'm going to show you what I mean. And if anybody wants to find this, I know it's very annoying, this thing. If you Google avatar turtle duck, you will see an adorable little duck creature. Look at the screen, you dick. Oh, sorry, you're showing me. Oh, yeah, they're really cute. Yeah, so they do this really good thing of mixing these things there. Anyway, you know, this is this is a mad deviation from a ridiculous quiz question where you went on about moles. Come on. Look, it's not my fault you can't win them. You duck mole. Anyway, um, yeah, so anything else you suck? Um, note, thank you to everybody who was uh, listening. And uh, it's great to know if we've got people listening in parts of the world where I didn't expect so thank yeah. you very much for that. Um, if thank you, you are enjoying it, if you could please uh, like and rate it on whatever device you are using, that would be massive. We're begging you. Please. please do us a favor. <laughs> do me a solid. <laughs> I've got to take my tops. Think about old Gil. Yeah, um, so. And if, if not, if you don't want to do that, then uh, thank you for listening and uh, please tune in again. Yeah, unfortunately, we have no questions this week. I had a an email that told us where we were on the top something hundred charts somewhere and we weren't placed. So I decided not to read it, but, um, yeah, so we want to thank you. Um, you know, please, um, send us questions at press the action button pod at gmail.com. Um, there's a couple of crickets in that mailbox right now and tumbleweeds. So, you know, we would appreciate your email Um, thank you for listening. Um, we hope you will maybe pick up some of these challenging games. If you have, you know, the uh, fortitude to play them right now. You know, life is already stressful enough. So if you do, play them. And uh, who knows uh, what we'll have next week. Some suggestions, perhaps, if you want us to do a, a straight-up game or another themed podcast, let us know. Hit us up. We're here. We love you. We want to hear from you. Right. Goodbye, everybody. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye.